You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number five. Only the one who has made us knows what will truly make us happy and what will make us content and also what will provide us that deep satisfaction in life. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Welcome to the show. Are you already part of Blessed Nation? Well, if you're thinking, what in the world is Blessed Nation? It's really what I lovingly refer to here at our community, here at Your Blessed Life. It's a community of like-minded people who are really interested in pursuing God's best for their life. And if you're interested in living a life that's, that's promised to be rich and satisfying, that, that more abundant life that Christ has called us to live, I want you to come by and visit us at Your Blessed Life. In fact, if you're even just open to the possibility of something bigger, something greater in your life, I think this community will be for you. If you go to yourblessedlife.com, yourblessedlife.com. There you can join us for insights and teachings and resources that I know will bless your life. So stop by and, and join us today. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh and I'm, I'm excited as I am each and every time to be here with you. And I want to welcome you to the show. So welcome to Your Blessed Life. Let's get right into it. You know, I as I was thinking about today's episode and what type of stuff I wanted to share with you. I thought, well, with a title like Your Blessed Life, I think it's it's only fitting that we talk a little bit about this word blessed. A couple of questions really come to mind initially. What does it mean? Is one question that comes to mind. What are some of the ways that that we can receive blessing in our own lives from God? You know, we hear that word blessing used in all kinds of contexts. I do. I'm not sure about you. Sometimes I hear it as a greeting, sometimes I hear it as a a salutation or a, a declaration. Sometimes we see it being used, or maybe we we feel like it's being used as just kind of a catchy religious word. And sometimes people that aren't even religious use it. But you know, it's really a wonderful word. It's a very powerful word, and it truly is a spiritual word. In fact, it's a biblical word. What does it mean to be blessed? If you look it up in the dictionary which I did, it means fortunate, content, blissfully happy was another definition for it. So I also looked it up. I've got this cool Bible dictionary. And so I looked it up in there and I found these definitions. To receive God's goodness, this goodness of God's, according to this definition, can be in many forms. It talked about forgiveness of our sins, having life, being fruitful, being in good health having riches, gratefulness, peace. Yeah, those are all pretty cool definitions. and I was kind of excited to see those in that Bible dictionary. I, I think I like that definition better than what was just in the regular dictionary. It was deeper, right? I guess that beckons the question, what, is, what does blessed mean to you? What does it mean to be blessed? Especially as it relates to your own life. If you look at the New Testament, we see that Jesus uses this word blessed in the Sermon on the Mount. And in that context, in that story, it means to be happy, to be joyful, 
or even blissful. But you know, it also means an internal or a a self-contained joy type of happiness. Oftentimes we see it being used as a a statement of goodwill to promote or to, to declare some type of welfare or happiness in the lives of others. If you look over at the book of Psalms, we see that the best type of life that we can hope to obtain is available for those who, who love and fear God and order their lives according to his word. So that would seem to be a different type of definition, a definition, a definition of what it would mean like to really have a blessed life. So if, if being blessed and being happy are, are somewhat of one accord, well, I guess we need to be sure that we understand that our happiness is in fact independent of our circumstances. So because in all circumstances, we can have joy. And this is kind of the takeaway from that, that uh, separation there. In all circumstances, we can have joy. But not in all circumstances are we going to be necessarily happy. So our happiness is really independent of our circumstances, meaning really that we aren't happy because of what happens to us, but we are happy because of what's happening in us. So regardless of what's happening to us externally, we can be truly happy inside. And for me, I I define that more in the line with joy. When we turn the focus of blessing to what's happening in our lives from the inside out, the true happiness or or joy, that true blessing that we seek is found from the inside out in the relationship we have with our creator. You know, the one who's made us knows what will truly make us happy and what will truly make us content and what will give us the joy that will provide us that deep satisfaction in life. It's with this foundation that we're better equipped, better prepared to recognize and and even to receive all the blessings in life that God wants for us. And you know, God wants to bless us. And in fact, we we can go all the way to the first few pages of the good book. If you look in Genesis, we see God speaking blessings right into the life of Abraham. You might be asking, well, Is this relevant to us as modern-day New Testament Christians? All that we are and all that we have as Christians, including our inheritance, it comes back from this lineage of Abraham. So we are sons and we're daughters of the Most High King and to the one true God. And because of this, we have these promises and these blessings that God spoke of to Abraham, through Abraham. You know, I I thought it'd be a, a great idea to look at a few of these blessings back in the Old Testament. And if we go over to Deuteronomy in the 28th chapter, I want to read uh, verses 1 through 15. And it goes like this. And I want you to listen to uh, these blessings in it. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on earth. All these nations, or all these blessings rather, All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So verse 3, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your room will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading will be blessed. 
You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant you, the Lord will grant that the enemies of you, when they rise up against you, they'll be defeated before you and they will come at you from one direction, but they'll flee from seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on the oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, then all the people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. So it continues on here in verse 12. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. And the final verse is here. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, nor to the right or to the left, but following and not following other gods and serving them. Whew, that was a mouthful. That was a lot. What a lot of blessings. You notice a common theme going on here? The theme in receiving these blessings, I, I see it really as twofold. You know that these blessings are available to us as sons and daughters to the one true God from this inheritance that we get from Abraham. And that our obedience to the Lord, our God, you know, I see that it, it actually activates so many of these blessings. When we stay on the path that leads us to God, he opens the window of heaven and showers us with his blessing. I kind of think that's the, the running theme here in this particular group of passages. We also, we've got to remember that because God has given us free will, we get to make our own decisions, baby. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, sometimes I don't make the best decisions. And, and I know that when I make decisions that are contrary to the ways of God, I know there's a consequence. And I've noticed it's this consequence or these consequences that they help me to actually recognize the bad decisions. And then I can ask for that forgiveness. And then I need to turn away from it, right? So I can do it. So I don't do it again. So that way I don't get caught up in this endless cycle of self-sabotage. And what's so awesome is this process that I was just talking about, this repenting and turning away from my errors. They bring me back in line on the path to God's blessing. I love that. And even more so, check this out. Often it's this process of learning from our mistakes or, or from maybe my bad decisions that I've made. It's this process that actually becomes part of the blessing. So in the process of heading that conviction, of, of having that conviction in our heart, we come to realize that when we learn from our mistakes, that really becomes a huge part of the blessing. Man, that's, that's so powerful. And for me, it's, it's transformational. I mean, if you'll let that sink, sink down into your heart, and think of the power of the process. We know that because of the sacrifice that was made for us on the cross, 
because of what Christ was willing to, to do, that he was willing to become the curse on our behalf, we can now receive all these blessings of Abraham. And here's where it gets really interesting. So what does Jesus have to say about being blessed? Christ is all for us being prosperous. He's all for us being in good health, peace, being fulfilled. But you know what's interesting is he doesn't promise us a burden-free life. However, he is the burden bearer, right? He is the way maker. But he doesn't say, it's going to be a rose garden. I'm going to sing that song for you. I never promised you a rose garden. I had to sing a little bit of it. But he didn't promise us a burden-free life. In fact, as it relates to financial prosperity, which you know is always in the forefront of all of our minds as we look for ways to provide for our family, he warns us that great burden and great responsibility comes from being wealthy. So if, if that's one of your charges, I ask you, are you up for the task? So let's digress a bit here. Here's what Christ has to say about blessing. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 12, he says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, when they persecute you falsely, when they say all kinds of evil things against you because of, of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This seems to be the overall theme of blessing, right? Kind of brings me back full circle to what we were looking back in episode one. If you'll recall where the, the Apostle Paul was, was talking in Philippians 4.11, 4.11 through 13. Remember, he was talking about what made him content. Back in Philippians, Paul was really speaking to this notion of being content regardless of our circumstances. In essence, he was saying, I know what it is to be blessed and how to be blessed, and we truly are. If you'll recall, he was saying how he had learned that secret of being content in any and in every situation. He was saying that I know what it's like to have plenty, and I know what it's like to have want. And then he went on to share that in either situation, in plenty or in want, he learned the secret, the secret of being content in any and every situation. You remember what his secret was? He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I bet a few of you are saying hallelujah right now. I know that's a favorite verse for a lot of people because it's so redeeming. Isn't that really the epitome of a blessing or of being blessed? This being content and, and being satisfied in whatever season or whatever lot we have in our life, isn't that verse, isn't that secret really the foundation? You know, God's ways are higher than ours, and they're, they're better than ours. And although I, I don't pretend to know all of God's ways, not even close, I do believe that He loves us, and He wants to bless us. I'm confident that He loves us, and that He wants to bless us. And fortunately for us, He loves us in spite of being fallen and being sinful. And fortunately for us, 
as believers in Christ, when he looks at us, he sees the righteousness of Christ in us. So now that we know that God indeed wants to bless our life, we can begin to rejoice for all that he has done because it's of him, right? We can praise God for all that he's done and even for all that he will do. When we have that grateful and that thankful heart, it's not only a time to honor God, but to remind us that he is at work in our life on our behalf. And in faith believing, we can praise God for all that he will do as well for all that he has done. So as you look to the keys to receiving God's blessing into your life, I'm a big fan of keys. Remember these few keys. Know who you are in Christ. Know what he says is true. Praise him for all that he has done and for all that he will do. I am excited and grateful during our time together on this show. Man, it goes by so fast. It's an honor to get to teach you some things and be your host and and guide you as we move down the path of your blessed life. Bless Nation, if you've enjoyed this episode, can you do us a huge favor? Leave us a review. And if you listen on iTunes, just go to the iTunes store and click on that search icon and then type in our show, Your Blessed Life. Then you'll see a picture of the cover art. Click on that cover art and then you'll see ratings and review and click on write a review. And from there, just tap the number of stars that you want to rate the show and then write out your review. Just write out something short and sweet that's from the heart that that you think about the show. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to do that, to rate and to review the show. And Bless Nation, I want to thank you too for tuning into today's show. I look forward to sharing that next episode with you. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the show because when you hit that subscribe button there in iTunes, it will prepare you to receive that next episode, boom, just as soon as it comes out. So I would encourage you to subscribe, subscribe today. And speaking of the next episode, I have a special guest that's coming on the show and I can't wait to share it with you. So remember, until then, God loves you and he wants to bless you.